Father, we love you, we worship you, and we thank you for this time to be together. We thank you for your word, Father, that says to be still, to be quiet before you. Have you share with us and speak with us. Your word that says it's time for us to get out of the way and allow you to come through to rescue us and to save us. Father, you're speaking to us. You're speaking to us loudly and clearly tonight, Father, and we hear your voice. I thank you, Father, that your word goes forth tonight in your anointing, that it rests in our hearts, which are good ground. I thank you, Father, that as we hear your word, we're obedient to live it and to do it in our life as you lead us and guide us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God's good, huh? Amen. You may be seated. It's fantastic to serve God. I would just encourage you, if you have one of those top five uh, cards, to bring those on Sunday. We'll be praying and lifting up those who are on those uh, cards. If you weren't here when we did that four or five weeks ago on a Sunday, I really felt like God was just sharing the, that for, for us in this, in this place to begin to believe, to get on board, to begin to believe. Not that you haven't been, but, but maybe to pick it up, maybe somebody you forgot you were standing for. Believe and begin to speak the word and begin to pray for those folks in our life that God would quicken to us who, who need to be saved who need their life changed, who need to come back to the Lord, whatever it might be. And, and I just encourage you, you know, on Sunday there was, you know, a young girl got saved down here, came back to the Lord, and, and uh, before she got back to, to her seat in her place, there was somebody sitting there saying, she's on my list. She's on my list. She's on my top five. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. People leaving, the, leaving church on, on Sunday saying to Elizabeth, that person, they, they, they're on my list. I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't lose hope. Don't give up. Put those things on there. Begin to speak good words about them. Begin to speak the word about them. Begin to pray for them every day as you get up and God brings them back to your remembrance. I would encourage you, bring those on Sunday and we'll pray just corporately too together for that particular group or whoever those are who are on that list. If you need one, you don't have one, they're on the table back in the back. You can pick one up on your way out. Just begin to pray. God will give you names to fill that up. If you need two because he gave you ten, then go with ten. Whatever he's done, whatever he's given you. I would encourage you, and in Luke chapter 10, this goes a little bit with a message. I shared two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, on changing your diet, and two weeks ago, and asked the question, have you made up your mind? And, and today, there's, it's a little bit like a third part to those two that were, that were back there a couple weeks ago. And today's message is step by step. And it goes a little bit with what Lori said, a little bit with what Pastor Pam was sharing in that song at the offering. But, you know, in Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42, and I'm not sure the version that this came from that I have it written down here. It might be the message. But it says, the master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. And how many times in our life, I mean, that, that we, sometimes we do just need a break, you know? And it's usually not a break from what's going on around us. It's a break from us. <laughs> you know, you don't need a break from your wife. You don't need a break from your husband. You don't need necessarily a break from your kids. You don't need Calgon or all those things. Sometimes you just need a break from you. And you need to turn off your mind, let yourself relax a little bit. And Jesus was speaking and sharing with Martha, and he said, you're fussing far too much. You're getting yourself worked up. Only one thing is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course, and it won't be taken from her. And in our lives, sometimes I think we just need a, a, a reminder. Martha wasn't doing anything really bad or awful. She wasn't out there sinning and doing a bunch of crazy stuff, but she wasn't paying attention to Jesus who was sitting in her house. And I think there are a lot of times he wants to just speak with us, just show us things, just, just pour out his knowledge and his wisdom and his goodness in our lives. And we're so busy trying to get some things done, maybe even trying to get some things done for him 
that we don't necessarily pay attention. And in that changing your diet message, that was one of the scriptures that I had, and I didn't get to it or read that particular one. But it was about learning to hunger for the right stuff. That in our lives, we've got to make sure we're eating the right food. I shared a little bit about a fast that I was on right before Easter for about 21 days. And I tell you, it will change the way your body responds if you change the things you're putting in it. And spiritually in our lives, your life will change if you change the things you're putting in it. It says in Matthew in chapter 5 that we're supposed to hunger and thirst for righteousness and we will be filled. In my life now, I hunger and thirst for carrots and celery and a bunch of stuff that I just, you know what, I just don't like so much, but I can't get enough of it. Had lunch today. We took, the, we took all the ladies in the office out to lunch for administrative assistance week last week. I wasn't in town, and sure enough, man, that's a good time to start eating, you know, because it's, it's a good time. I had a nice California chicken salad with pecans and cranberries and a bunch of stuff I don't like. I don't like critters and things in my salad. If I eat one, it's just because it's the first thing there, and I'm probably starving. But anyway, this had like little critters and little things in it, and, and I didn't even care that, that some of the stuff had stems, and I, you know, I, oh, I just ate it. It was lovely. <laughs> and you know my travails and my trials and tests with food and different things. So, so I'm telling you, if you begin, you change what you crave, you'll change what you crave if you change what goes in here. I can't go out and eat 64 tacos anymore, and I really want one of those Dorito tacos from Taco Bell. Those things are awesome. Elizabeth was going to let me have one yesterday, but I had to walk to Taco Bell and back. I said, it's not worth that. It's too far. <laughs> it's, like, it's like three miles from my house. I get, I'll get hit by a car before that ever gets... We don't want that. But here's the thing. What he's telling, what the master is telling Martha in this instance is really, truly, he's the good part. He's the main course. And if you feast on him... If you trust his word, then really, truly, it'll begin to change who you are. I believe it'll change you spiritually, that your life will absolutely be turned upside down if you get hooked on to the word of God. Then you allow the Holy Spirit to, be, to, to just begin to pour out his blessing in your life, begin to pour out his word in those things, and it will absolutely upside down change your life. That's what changing your diet was about. And then we said making up our mind and how important it is that, that we truly make up our mind. Because as soon as you decide you're going to follow God, I am telling you, things will start to shake around you. I've had a lot of people come to Christ or come to the church and, and get their life kind of turned around. And after about two weeks, you talk to them. And of course, we're really excited because they were on our list, you know, or whatever that might be. We're all pumped up. And how's it going? And they're like, man, it's never been worse. Well, hang on. Keep pressing through. Keep pushing. Don't stop. If you're going through hell, don't stop. It's not the time to take a vacation when you're sitting there in the midst of all the junk. Keep pushing through. We used Abraham and Joseph and all these different folks as examples that said really truly, as soon as Joseph said, hey, I got this dream, God's given me a great dream, well, all of a sudden his brothers wanted to kill him, threw him in a hole, sold him into slavery, and all the bad stuff started happening after that. <laughs> that was like the good part of the story as it went. There will be tests and trials, but if you've made up your mind and you'll be tenacious, you'll end up coming through them because God will deliver you and he will bring you through. He uses tests in our lives and opportunities, and not that God does bad things, but he does those things to strengthen our faith, to build character in our life. You will find yourself in places you never wanted to be. But I am telling you, if you will stay true to the word of God that's in your heart, keep the word of God on your lips, continue to meditate the word of God and live it in your life, he will be the one who will perfect you in that place. And you will be a different person when you come out on the other side. The converse to that is you falter and you fail and you mess up. 
And I'm telling you, 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 won't, you won't be, it won't be better on the other side. You'll give up all the things. You'll give up all the victory. You'll give up all the benefit. You'll give up all the blessing if you give up on the Word. Don't give up on the Word. Today, I just want to share just a little bit really with you uh, about, about walking like Jesus. And not now just the fact that we're changing our diet and the fact that we've made up our mind we're going to follow him. Well, now you've got to go. God told Abraham, pack up, your, pack up all, your, all your stuff and go. He said, I'm changing your name. You're not Abram anymore. You're going to be Abraham. All those things were going down. But in the midst of all that, he told him, pack up all your stuff and move on out the house. And he said, where are we going? I'll tell you when you get there. There was action that kind of came with all of those things. And in our life, there's action. Don't get stuck in the middle of the road. Too many people kind of move out somewhere and then they just freeze. Fear comes in their life, freaks them out. They started out in faith, ended up in fear. That'll paralyze you where you are. And then you're a sitting duck for the enemy. There's only one thing in the middle of the road, and that's dead armadillos, man. There ain't nothing out yet. You don't see stuff out there. There are not a lot of good things. There's not candy in the middle of the street. There's dead squirrels, dead rabbits, dead stuff. There's not, there's not anything really fun there. You're not going to find a free Twinkie in the middle of the road. That doesn't happen. Get to the other side. If God has called you to move, then move. Put the disciples in the boat. And he said, go to the other side. There was a storm in the midst of it. And he stood up and said, hey, guys, why are you getting me? What's the problem? What's going on? Be still, he speaks to the storm. Relax, fellas. It's going to be all right. I said, go to the other side. I didn't tell you that you wouldn't have trials. I didn't tell you that you wouldn't have tests. The word doesn't say that it's going to be just completely perfect and you're never going to have any obstacles and you're never going to have any problems and you're never going to have any tribulation. What it does promise you in the word is that he will be with you through all of those things. Don't get paralyzed in fear and stay put. Keep moving. Keep going forward. And you get to where you're going step by step. That's what this message says. In 1 John chapter 2, I go to this scripture and Jesus shows me this or God shows me this all the time. And sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm doing it and he wants me to encourage others and that's exciting. Sometimes he's telling me, listen, boy, suck it up. <laughs> that one's not so exciting. But it's exciting after you get it and after you get past whatever he's speaking to you. If you go to verse 3, it says, now by this we know that we love him. See, it says, by this we know that we know him, and if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Yikes. That's either a real positive statement at the moment or a real frightening one for you, depending on how you're walking. Basically, what it says is, it's not the things that come out of your mouth that determine whether or not you're following his commandments and that you know him and that you care about him and you're part of what he's doing. It's what you're doing with your actions, with your body, with your, with your feet, with your hands. With, it's, it's what you're doing in your life that really, truly, like it says in James, brings works to your faith. It says, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. And in verse 6 it says, he who says he abides in him. That person, you, me, whoever it is, the person next to you that you're poking in the ribs with your elbow because this is for them, whatever that is, it says, he who says he abides in him ought himself, say ought, ought, that's an important word, ought himself also to walk just as Jesus walked. Now, how many of us abide in him? <laughs> You know, I mean, do you, abide in, do you abide in him? Is he part of who you are? Are you a part of who he is? You're born again. You're following after him. Is the ought happening? Because our, our, it says, he who says he abides in him ought himself, meaning if you say that you abide in him, 
then you had better be, this will happen. You will be showing folks through your actions, you'll be walking as Jesus did in this earth. I just wanted to tell you it's possible. You can do that. Because I think a lot of people come to Christ and they say, ah, this, this isn't working, man. Hold on. Step by step. Be still. Be quiet. Get out of the way. Just allow him to rescue you. Follow his footsteps in the sand. It's real simple, one step at a time. Don't start looking out there and worrying about all, oh, what about next week? I don't know if I can make it next week. Hold on. We ain't got there yet. Can you make it today? Can we pull back the horses just a little bit? Just relax. You've been in those situations where your mind's been a mess and you've been going this 50 miles to nowhere and trying to figure it all out and somebody just said, shh, it's going to be all right. Let's just get through today and then we'll talk about tomorrow. Somebody called me on the phone a couple weeks ago and wanted to commit themselves to Wabash Valley or Wabash Center or wherever that place is. And uh, I just sat down real quiet and just began to talk to him. And I, not that you, you don't talk somebody, I mean, you got to be really, you got to be led by the Spirit. You got to know what God's saying. But I didn't feel in my heart that was the wisdom of God for this particular situation. Now, I'm not him, so I don't know. But, but I, I just began to, to just begin to talk quietly and calmly and just pour out the truth of the word but not me telling him but me allowing him to tell me hold on here a minute what does the word say about about your life who are you well i'm this this but but uh, but uh, but no buts no buts like we talked about sunday right no buts let's come back to the truth what's the truth now really truly do you feel that way no are you really this no how about this yeah that's me yeah i know yes you're going you, you begin to just just relax begin to take Take a moment, begin to, to hone back in on. See, so you change your diet, you make up your mind, your steps begin to follow. And this is what I want you to do. You know, I want you to tell me this, tell me this, tell me this. And began to, began to turn the whole situation around. Lined it all up with the word, kind of went down this direction. Was very certain and very sure, not just in my own mind, but in my heart, that this was going in the right direction, that nobody was a harm to themselves or any of those kind of things. But this was headed in the right path, in the right direction. And all of a sudden, by the time we hang up the phone, it's cheery and it's, I can't wait. I'm gonna, I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow, man. I'll call you at 10 o'clock. You're going to be there? Yeah, I can't wait. Click. Totally, totally disarmed and changed the whole situation just by reminding somebody who they are than having them tell me that. You tell me, no, no, hold on. Now, this isn't just somebody who doesn't know. You know, I mean, this, this guy kind of knows some stuff. So just remind him what he knows and then have him tell you what he knows. And begin to drill back into this particular situation. Because now, all of a sudden, we're going to walk. You know what? We're going to make it through tonight. We're going to make it through tomorrow. Well, what about Friday? We'll worry about Friday when Friday comes, Steve. We're going to get through today, then we're going to get through tomorrow, and then when Friday comes, we're going to get through Friday too. How? How? What are we going to do? I, well, we'll see. God will make a way on Friday just like he makes a way tomorrow, just like he makes a way today. He's going to make a way. He's there. Does he ever leave you? Does he ever forsake you? No. Why do you think he's going to get rid of you tomorrow? <laughs> Have you been doing something horrible? <laughs> I mean, you've been holding something back? He knows all about that anyway, and he loves you. He's not going to disappear and he's not going to take off on you. But we have to be the ones really truly who walk the way that Jesus did in this earth. That's, the, that's if you want to say the last step, that's kind of the last thing. 
You can hear about it. You've got you to gotta hear about it because that's how faith comes. You, 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 you have to change your diet, and you've you got to make up your mind that, you know what, this is for me. But somewhere along the way in Malachi 3, it says, test me now in this, talking about the tithe. Well, why is that? Because he says somewhere along the way, you're going to have to get in your wallet, and you're going to have to pull out that money, and you're going to have to put it in the bucket. You, you, can, you can change that. You can know what the word says. You, you can make up your mind. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. But eventually, you got you to gotta do it. You got to Nike the thing. Just do it. Just get it over with and get it out there. In Ephesians 5 1, it says, Be imitators of Christ as dear little children. Who are you imitating? Carter imitates all kinds of people. My nephew, he just gets hammered in here on Wednesday nights, but he's not in here because he's a sixth grader. So you know, he, 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 just, he, you know, he imitates all kinds of, you never know who he is in the moment. But he watches TV, and he watches all the soccer stars, and he watches all the football stars. He thinks he's LeBron James. The problem is he plays on a goal that hangs on the doorframe. So he really can, like, do these supersonic dunks, and he thinks he's going to be the point guard and start and be able to dunk next year in, in eighth grade or something. What, look, you, you, you realize you only play on, like, a five-foot rim. And you're playing against your brother, you know, uh, so everybody's shorter than you that you play. I mean, uh, you know, but he imitates all those people. Who are you imitating in your life? I mean, do you know what Jesus did? Do you know what Jesus would do? See, what would Jesus do isn't a bracelet that we wear. It's a lifestyle that we live. And what we say in the beginning, we change our diet, we make up our mind, and then we have to live it out. You probably already know what Jesus would do in those situations. That's not the issue. That's not the trouble. When we were at lunch today, Heather said, yeah, yeah, I know all of that stuff. That's not the problem. I have a lot of knowledge. It's the doing it that's the issue. <laughs> right? It's no different for you, for me, for Heather, for, for any of us. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's in the doing. See, it's in the step-by-step. Step. It's in the imitating Jesus. If I gave you a poll or I gave you a quiz and I gave you all some things and said, these are the situations, you know, what would Jesus do, A, B, or C? You would probably be able to pick it out. Then I say, well, what would you do? And you look around and think, well, on this piece of paper right here, I'd do that too. <laughs> but then if I say, well, what did you do in your life when you were in that situation? Ah, maybe it wasn't that. Well, why not? Well, because of this, because of that. No, but, but why if it's that simple? See, it says, you know, we've said it in this church for years, the Word of God is, is blessed. If I live the Word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. The Word of God is truth. And in our life, if we live it, we'll be blessed. So live it. Well, it's not that easy. Yeah, it is. Step by step. Ephesians 5.1, look at this in the message. It says, watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Trouble already there. Maybe. Luckily, ours had good grandparents because they learned a lot of proper behavior. But you know what? When Daniel was with Pop, and he, was a grand, he imitated Pop. All, <laughs> yes. To, even to the point where it became somewhat annoying, apparently, for Aunt Lori. But, you know, along the way, they do, they do. Oh, my goodness, yes, her daughter, yeah, Molly's got a whole song. May the circle be unbroken. By and by, she sings all that stuff. She's a three-year-old girl, and she's, come on, I want to sing circle, says, put circle on. She's got a whole repertoire of songs. Something about a monkey dying today or something. 
Yeah, Pop, te- Pop teaches them all. They want to be like Pop, so they all want to be like Pop. Well, with Daniel, when he was little, what I saw in him, when he began to imitate me, that's when I began to realize I got some issues and some problems. When I began to see him get real angry and say stuff, when I began to see him not be able to deal with, his, with those emotions and get frustrated and, and not know what to do and freeze up and slam, get upset and mad, I started realizing, that looks like me. <laughs> so you know what we had to do to change that? I didn't go to him and say, you need to change. I had to change because he was imitating me. And it says here that, that you know, we need to imitate God as, as dear little children do. Why? Because, because children, they, they act like you, like children who, who learn proper behavior from their parents or improper that's a side note. That's not even part of the message. That's just extra. So you can take that for what it is. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't, see, he didn't, he didn't just love a little bit, afraid that he would run out. His love was extravagant. He poured it all out. Too many times I think I'll give you this little dose of love, and if you handle it all right, I'll give you that dose of love, and if you handle that all right, I'll give you this dose of love, and if you handle that okay, I'll give you a little bit more. He says for us to just love with everything that we have within us. Man, somebody's going to get something over on me. Yeah, you know what? They might, but who's going to take care of you? God is. The word imitate really truly means to mimic, to follow as a model or example, to reproduce in your life closely. Jesus was a model for us. I'll tell you this. You hang around Jesus, and, you're, and you'll begin to act like him. Well, I can't hang around. He's not here. Yes, he is. He's alive on the inside of you. His presence is with you everywhere that you go. As you spend time with him, all of a sudden, his characteristics and who he is begin to rub off on you. I shared a message last January for a bunch of Wednesday nights talking about character and abiding in him. If you abide in him, the only way for the fruit to grow on your tree is if you abide in the vine. And abiding in him, his characteristics and his qualities and his traits come out in you. But you have to abide in him. You can't disconnect yourself from that and then hope that someday you're going to be like him. You have to stay stuck with him. You hang out with him. You hang out with his word. You hang out with him in praise and worship. You hang out with him in prayer. I am telling you, you'll begin to know exactly what to do and you'll want to do it. You'll want to do it. It won't be like, oh, I gotta. What would Jesus do? Punch him in the face, probably. He turned that table over that one time in the, in, the, in, the, in the church. That was one time. Give the guy a break. And they were doing bad things in the church. You want to punch the guy at the, at the grocery store. That's what you, you know, you're not even in the church. Hope you don't want to punch anybody in here. We're all nice folks. Now, let me tell you, doing this means you're maturing. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 19, He said, I do what I see my father doing. Most assuredly, he said, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do, for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So if it's good enough for Jesus to do as the father does, then it should be good enough for us to do as Jesus does. It was that important to him when he was in this earth, walking like you and I do, to do exactly what God was doing. 
Now, you can say, well, he was with God. He knows all about God. They're one being, essentially. And yeah, that's true. But he's also sent the Holy Spirit for us, and his word is here. And so not only do we see and, and hear the things that are in the word of God, and that gives us direction in our life. When we come across situations, we can ask, and he'll give us his wisdom, like in James. But then, but then as we move on past that, it says that he gives us his Holy Spirit in John sixteen thirteen to show us, to tell us things to come. See, he's saying, look, I take of what's the Father's, give it to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit takes that and gives it to you. So it's like this scripture in John 5 that says, as I see the Father do, then I just follow the Father. Well, I'm not real sure what Jesus would do. Well, if you're not real sure, if it's not in the Word explicitly and you don't know what it says, then ask God and He'll begin to speak to you because the Holy Spirit's job is to take of what's the Father's then and give it to you. It says in James in chapter 1 that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask and it will be given to him. It will be given to him liberally and without reproach. But it goes on through there in 6, 7, and 8 and says, you better receive it though in faith. And it says as you go down that path and as you get to that place, don't you start doubting in your heart because when you become doubtful, then you become double-minded. And a double-minded man is unstable, it says in James 1, 8, in all of his ways. If you're going to follow Jesus step by step, you better, you better have changed your diet. You better have made up your mind. You better know the direction that God's going and begin to follow his footsteps as you go. But you can do it. You can do it. I can do it. It's, it's not it's in rocket science. This is just day by day living. Well, I just got saved. I'm not sure. It's maturity. How many of you know when your little kids try to follow in your footsteps in the snow or your footsteps in the stand in the sand, don't they have a hard time trying to get there? Why? Because they're little. They haven't been grown up yet. Their, their legs are tiny. They're, they, get, they see a shiny thing on the grass over there, and all of a sudden you said, follow me, and you're trying to play this game, you know, and you're doing, you're doing this walking thing, and you're making your footprints, and they're trying to follow you, then all of a sudden they, puppy. And off they, you know, wee, off they go somewhere. And you're doing this, and you look back and say, whoa, 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 come back, come back, come back, come back, right? Come on back here. And in the park, it's not that big a deal as you're learning and walking, but maybe you leave the park, and then you start heading towards some busy street. Isn't it much more important that they learn to follow you in that particular arena than it would be maybe in the park? As you mature, you go from place to place and situation to situation. It's very important because there's a lot of danger when it comes to a busy street. There's a lot of danger on thin ice. When you're walking on thin ice and somebody's going ahead of you, you pay attention to where their feet are. Why? So that you can put your feet up there where they are so that you can make it to the other side and you don't fall through. You find yourself in, in, in situations like that in your life all the time. It's imperative that you follow him step by step. But that's a, learn, I mean, that's a learned trait. You learn that as you grow in him. You learn to hear his voice. You learn to understand his leading. You learn to understand his word. You kind of have an idea now, a little bit more than you did last week or last year or five years ago, what Jesus would do, how he would act, how he would move, what he would say. You've applied those things in your life, so now you have matured in a new way so that when you face these situations, you don't do the thing you used to do. It's the mercy grace thing I've been talking about. You rely more on his grace to apply it in your life so that you can do the things that you're not able to do and less on his mercy because you've wandered off to see the monkeys at the zoo. 
You're maturing in Christ. Romans 8, 14 says those who, who, who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. I like to say those are the mature sons and daughters as you're learning to follow His voice and be in that place. But see, we have to be able to do that. That's, he, 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 isn't, he isn't leaving. Many times he's saying, hey, hey, happy feet, stand still. I'll go over here. No, I'll go over here. Well, I'll go over here. Hey, hey, you don't even know. Now you've got footprints all over the place. You've got no idea where it is. He just wants to lead you. He just wants to guide you. And he just wants to get you to where you're going. So relax and let him lead you. Relax and follow him step by step. You know, but he's going this direction, and I, you know, and I wanted to go over here to the right. Well, that's your choice. That's, that's why he created us with a will. We can follow or we won't follow. It, but it's our choice. It's your choice. Well, all my friends have gone over here to the left. Well, you can follow them or you can follow him. I'll tell you this, you'll never be lonely with him. Well, there might not be anybody there, but you'll never be lonely because he's always with you. You follow people and not follow Jesus, and you'll never get away from loneliness. It'll follow you, and it'll be around you, and people will hurt you, and there'll be all kinds of problems there. You follow him. He will love you. He will take care of you. He will bring people across your path. He will make sure that you never in your life are lonely again because he's always with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll always take care of you. But see, we have to be the people. We've got to be the ones. We've got to be the men and women in Christ who said, you know what? Man, I am following after him. I am, my, da- my diet's changed. I'm spending time in the Word. I'm praying. i got the Holy Spirit alive on the inside of me. He's pouring out his goodness into my life, his wisdom, his mercy. Boy, it's new every morning, his joy. That oil of joy is just changing my life. All those things are happening. I have made up my mind. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm, gonna just, I'm not just going to wear a bracelet. I'm going to live the bracelet. What would I mean? I'm going to do that. That's who I am. No matter what the test or trial or whatever mountain I got to climb, I spoke to that mountain, spoke to that mountain, spoke to that mountain. It didn't leave. I just climbed over the top of it. Then I just kept going that direction because that was the direction he was going. Sometimes he'll quiet your storm like he did for the disciples. Sometimes he quiets you in the midst of the storm. So just trust him and just keep going step by step by step. There are lots of things in your life today that you never thought you were going to get through. I mean, really, that's true. Think about it. H- how many things in your life did, did you think, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is it. I'm never going to get through this. This is going to be the end of me. But you're here. And you're saying, well, I got one of those things today. Well, just wait till tomorrow. I might not be there. Just keep walking. Just keep going step by step by step. Don't change your mind. Don't change your diet. You've got it all fixed. You've got it all going in the right direction. All heck is breaking loose. All right, keep moving. Kids think that all the time. Kids think all the time that it's over, that it's finished, that it's not going to happen. Young people especially. Young, young people, that, that, that's the biggest thing. I've, I've talked about it for, for a long time. Uh, young people think that it's, uh, that it's over. That, that it, that it's, I mean, that's it. Because I made this decision, because I made this mistake, that, that my life is over. You're 16 years old, your life isn't over. See, you're 18 years old, your, your life's not over. You're 25 years old, your life's not over. You've been through things. 
You've come to the other side plenty of times. Just keep following him. Just keep going. Well, it's gotten so hard. Well, keep pushing through. Well, it's such a delicate situation. What if I make a mistake? You're on thin ice. You really got to pay attention to what he's doing. You really should be dialed in. You really should be making sure you're only eating the right things. You really should make sure that you, you know exactly where he's going. Because you're in a, you're in a delicate, we, all, we find ourselves in those places. We find ourselves in delicate situations. And man, God, today, I, I, I got to, man, you got to like put, you got to paint your shoes, man. I got to be able to see where you step because I want to follow exactly where you are. Quit leading. He doesn't need you to lead him. Like Pastor Pam saying, get out of the way. Let him rescue you. I mean, that's what he's looking for. That's what he wants to do. I think sometimes it could get a little frustrating for God, although I don't think he gets frustrated, but I think it could be because he's got all of us down here trying to tell him what to do. How do you like it when your kids try to tell you the way it is and you know it ain't that way? I mean, how just, how just, sometimes don't you say, yeah, go, go ahead, yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. That looks like a great idea. Yeah, play with that mousetrap. That's going to be awesome. That's going to work for you. You're right. You're right. Don't listen to mommy. Smack! Mommy! I told you, man. I gave you your last warning. Thank God he doesn't do that. We hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and challenged in your walk with Jesus. If you need prayer for situations in your life, we encourage you to email us at prayer at victorylafayette.org or call our offices at 765-447-7777. If you desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or if you've drifted away from the relationship you once had, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead today. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I receive the forgiveness for all my sins. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you come into my life and empower me to live a victorious life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.